Aquanaut Hunger Force. Number one in the hood, G, on Amigos, everything Amiga. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Ann. We're back. We're back and better than ever well, in the studio. Yeah. The studio. It's a little wet out there tonight. Listen, you know what I see when I see this grand, expansive floor right there? I don't. That's a place for a Subatu table. Is that what that is? That's right. Oh, <laughs> Oh, man. We're going to fire it up. I can't believe you haven't bought one of those yet after last week's show. I bought one and returned it already. You bought? Did it come in? It didn't come in I, before it shipped because I don't have a table. you got to have a huge table. I don't know how involved you are in the Simpatico community online. Listen, I'll watch a lot. I'll blue tonight even after the show this week. Cause I was it trying sucks to, you in. I was trying to play explain what Subaco is to my buddy at work, and it's hard to explain. <laughs> so I found a match for these two guys at like this, at like their house or mm -hmm. whatever. And these guys are going like flick, 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 and they're flicking guys left and right, moving back and forth. And I was just like, "Do you see? Do you get it?" And he goes, "No." He goes, "What are the rules?" I'm like, "There's rules. I don't know. You flip guys, you know." And this one guy was scoring from like. Half across the thing. I don't know that he. They were playing the regulation rules. And then I watched the tournament. <laughs> I'm such a loser. I sat. I was in bed. I was like, what can Listen, I Listen, there's only by? one step below that, and that's the step that I am, where I watch one guy play himself. In some <laughs> yeah, video. that is. I yeah. watch. I also see my buddy pub games too. Oh yeah. He's never seen that. Cause <laughs> that's he, the best. My buddy has a lodge, a military lodge, you know, and he's putting in. He just. In fact, their lodge party is like next week. For all these uh, gambling machines, they legalize it. Mm -hmm. And I've been, I'm like, here's what you should put in your lodge. You gotta have a dartboard. You gotta have this and that. And, and we were talking about the different things you could do. I'm like, look, I've got an idea for some place we can get some ideas. Pub games. Yeah. So we're watching these old women drink and throw darts and play those weird games at the, the table. The mushroom pool and all that. What are the rules in that game? I'm begging to know. Who knows? There's one guy that knows, and he's the referee. And the thing is, they only take time to stop playing that weird game, drink, you get a huge mug, load it up, and I love the analogy. It's like, looks like Johnson's refueling with beer, and he's like, gurgle, gurgle, and then they just back and forth, back yeah. and forth. And there's two women standing up there, but they don't look like they're paying attention. Are they keeping score? No, What's going they're just on? the eye candy. Is that, is that what that is? Yeah. Man. <laughs> And man, indoor league, when that was what we fired up, it was me, Mitsuyama, Pajako, yeah. and Graham asleep on the other side. Listen, and we were all watching indoor league. It I was feel fantastic like at me Boat and Fest. you both, if we have any true calling, it was to have been in the 1960s and 70s pub scene in yes, the UK. Absolutely. We got screwed. Jockey Wilson, all the, go Schnooka, yep, the whole thing, the whole and then Subutico, mm -hmm. everything. We yep. could have been involved. Yep. What did we do? We got nothing. We got nothing. We got screwed. Aaron, let's talk about Aquanaut. Oh, boat. It's not any knot. It's the Aquanaut, man. You know, did the uh, when you were a kid, you were just like me. You wanted to be a spaceman. I was man. exactly like you. Yeah, okay. actually, that's true. Well, that's, yeah, that's why I said it. That's 100% accurate, yes. Did you ever think, well, if I can't be a spaceman, maybe I'll be a, a waterman? Like, does what the, does the, that mean? Does the undersea exploration uh, angle work for you, like the space exploration angle? No, no. I, that doesn't work for me. And, you know, I used to watch, you know, when you're uh, in the 70s, 
that was the heyday of like Jacques Cousteau. Right. Yeah. It was a big deal, mm-hmm. right? And he was going in, uh, going deep in and whatnot. And it was fascinating. But space is this, when you think of space, it's just sort of this empty area, and you look out and you see cool stuff. Yeah. But basically, you're just like an empty void. Right. If I go like this. Like I'm hitting nothing, mm-hmm. nothing's happening. Right. If you're in the water, you got you're hitting water, and there's crap floating in the water. There's fish. There's fish crap. There's weird crud. Mm-hmm. You know, assorted garbage in the water. Like True. that's not doing it for me. No one thinks. That, you know, <laughs> when you think of like twenty thousand leagues of the sea or whatever, you think, man, a sleek, cool looking ship floating through the water. But you don't think about them floating through. Fish crap and garbage and, and you know all this horrible sewage. It's like I'm not into that. Okay. Man. What about when you saw the abyss? Did that change? I never your mind? saw the abyss. Oh, it's not. It, it looked okay. They it's go not, real deep in the abyss. I've heard that. I've heard that. Well, in this game, you go double deep, mm. brother, because these levels are abyss-like in their length. Uh, this game, you know, if you looked up this game to play this week, and I know many people have submitted reviews. Uh, you could look up Aquanaut, and you'd get the wrong game. Because it was a game that came out in 89, and a commercial Commercial game released, yeah. And I thought to myself, that's pretty confusing, but it's not the most confusing thing about Aquanaut. Aquanaut is actually based on a game called Shark. Really? <laughs> it was a, this Aquanaut? This Aquanaut. Okay, okay. Uh, the author of this game is a fellow named Phil Rustin. All right. Phil Rustin, he didn't do a ton of stuff on the Amiga, uh, well, he did a few things. He, uh, by the way, his stuff's wacky. We'll get to it. But he did uh, more stuff on the CC4, including Havoc, uh, LA Police Department, Operation Hanoi, Outlaw, Task Force, and Shark. And Shark was this game that, by the way, these games came out far before the Amiga version of Aquanaut came out. They came out years and years ago, like in the in early 80s. And so what happened was uh, uh, he said, you know what? I'm going to do a version of this the Amiga, and then he left it on the shelf for, like, many years. Mm. I got on his, uh, he had a blog that if you dig around in, in the, uh, uh, and get back to the old versions of it, you could find it. And so the game he made called Shark uh, was converted on this, to the C64 from the Spectrum. Mm-hmm. I think the C64 version is the most famous. I think it's got an Amstrad version, too. Uh, he when he made this version for the Amiga, his plan was to make this a commercial game. Oh yeah, right. Because and you think yourself that makes sense, and then he was like, "Well, oops, sorry, I just I sat around for six years and didn't finish it." So this game was it was in, in its earliest stages from all the way back in 1989. Yeah, it's been around. It, it, the the premise of it has been around for a while because of Shark, and then he when he poured it up, he just didn't work on it for a while. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, and I, you know, it's funny. I looked into Phil a little bit. He's an interesting guy. He, he he's done he's done some interesting projects. I looked at some of the different stuff he's got. You know, I mean, one of these days I'm sure we'll probably come across some of those stuff. Get this. Here's some stuff he did on the Amiga. He did Operation Firestorm, pretty cool name, Violator, and then uh, Wibble World Giddy Wibble Mania. Man, and he that's also an did, ARG game if I've well, ever heard one. Well, get this. I'll explain this. And he also did Giddy too. And apparently there's another Giddy. Did he do Giddy Lee? Well, these are rip-off. These are basically making fun of the twins and their egg. Gleep and gloop? Yeah, no. I mean the you know, the the twins and their glorious egg. Oh, the Oliver the twins. The Oliver okay. twins. I can't, it's like, what if you're going to jump in there? Yeah, no, I, 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 I didn't realize you were talking that's about what people. That's what, the, when you say the twins and we're on this show, that's the only okay. one set. That's okay. it. That's the only ones. Uh, and by the way, Gleep and Gloop weren't twins. But uh, um, so... 
I haven't played Wibble Wobble, but that might be kind of fun to play if it's making fun of the eggs. So. Who were the twins? What do you mean? Leap and Gloop were the, they were the like Zan the. Zan and Jane. Yeah. But yeah. Gleep and Gloop were on that show. They were the power twins. No, Gleep and Gloop were uh, on, uh, they were on the. the Thundar, uh, right? No, not Thundar either. That's the, uh, it's the other barbarian show. Uh, God, you had to, you're putting me on the spot here, Boat. But I, the, I'll think, I'll, it's got the big stone gorilla and the dragon. Somebody help me out here. I can't remember. But anyway, uh, that was a hand of our bear offering. Okay. So, getting back to the game, I will say Phil Rustin did everything in this game except for the audio that was done by Anthony N. Putson, who worked on FIFA on the Amiga, Mortal Kombat 2, and Primal Rage AGA. Okay. So, he got a couple good audio uh, bits in there. Yeah. Uh, this was never commercially released. As I mentioned, it was a F. It was called Licenseware. That old stick. Yeah. So I, I, I'm curious about this. By the way, Herculoids. Thank you. Herculoids. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that God, was the brand got got yeah, that in there. God, I'll never hear that. <laughs> um, so Licenseware is not a, a a name or a product I've ever heard of before. Is have you heard of something being referred well, to as this okay. before? Back in the day, yeah. the PD day, right? right? Uh, the PD day, you had all kinds of angles. You had sampleware, and it, so this is to me. It's just another one of those. It's another because, like public domain. What does that mean? Well, there's so here's what you got at public domain, like hierarchy. All right, and it gets more expensive as you got the pyramid. At the top, it's free, free public domain. Go okay. get it. Right. Then you've got uh, the next level of it. It's free, but we'd love for you to give us a buck. Mm. Donation, donation wear. Then you've got uh, free, but we're occasionally going to annoy you, mm. right? Yeah. They pester you for money. Bug wear. Yeah, no, that one. That's called. Um, I can't remember. But anyway, then there's the next level down. It's like it's not free, but you can play uh, on most of the game. But it's not free. Like, then you've got. Okay. It's not free. And it's on a timer because they're and that's it. You finish the timer, it right. shuts down. Right. This game here is one of the basically they want you to give them money, but it's it's free if you don't want to pay them. Basically, <laughs> so, it's to the top of the pyramid. Okay, so this, so licenseware is essentially it's well, I mean, distributed for free, but if you well, should happen to pay for it, then here's the thing. I, when I say that, I don't mean licenseware specifically. That's just a name. Because I'm just wondering, That's like just a name. Of some they crap. they are very clear at the beginning that yeah, they, they do are. not want you pay, no, playing this game and not paying for it. Yeah. How did you get this game if you weren't if it was oh, not? Oh no, you downloaded it, but then they wanted you to send them a check. Okay, but they say we will come after you if you don't. How are they going to come after well, you? Well, they want the money. They're lying. Boat. Okay, okay. Come on, gullible boat. Well, I just. What do you was... think they're going to send some lights where guys over? I didn't know if it like was in like the TV the, detector right, van. Right, they're going to come around. <laughs> the Aquanaut, the Aquanaut van. van. <laughs> These guys can't afford the van or the wheels of the van. I'm going to be sending the van over. So, what is this game, boat? Uh, good question, because. What, from what I can tell is your ultimate goal in this game is to rescue hostages and save the world from the wrath of aliens. Okay. okay? That's okay. ultimately the goal. Okay. Now, in this game, the whole game takes place underwater. Right. Okay. Aquanaut. Mm -hmm. It's not about hair, you know, spray. Long, beautiful uh, hair. And in the game, you're in this, like, a fighter sub... Now, here's the weird part of this game, right out of the gate. You're in the water, 
Okay, and so one would assume that maybe there'd be floating or momentum, or there's nothing. Are you going to talk about fish crap again? No, I'm not. Okay. I'm talking about the way your ship moves. This ship, this game reminded me, it's like if you took like, uh, it's often uh, compared to Blood Money. Okay, we both have played that. If you take Blood Money, and you have ultimate control of, the, of your craft, that's sort of what this is in terms of the control. Literally, this thing doesn't float. It doesn't have momentum. It does whatever you say all the time. Yeah, it's got you, it's got very good sort of counter propulsion rockets. I and, think. And it's a it's what what does that mean? Well, what that does is it makes this game feel very different. Like there's no, there are a few games that have the feet because most games the control is part of the game. Mm -hmm. You've got to hit the button to keep it up in the air, or you've got to keep hitting the joystick up or whatever. In this game, you can literally put your ship somewhere and just go get a drink. And as long as the bad guys don't come, right. it's not going to sink. There's no stream. Right. There's no momentum. Nothing. What did you think about that? Uh, it made the game easier. I can tell you that. Um, you know, in, in, like you said, in a lot of games, the only way you'd know that this is an underwater game is because there are bubbles programmed in to appear above your craft and above other things in the world. If it wasn't for that, you would just think you were floating in the air. I wonder if it was always going to be underwater. I think since it was built on shark, probably. Uh, well, <laughs> they shut me up, didn't you? <laughs> I mean, graphically, though, you're right. There's very little to indicate. That, or at least, I mean, eventually you go to areas where you see some, like, seaweedy-looking stuff or whatever. But for the most part, it could be space, tunnels. Mm, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Uh, you know, I found this game, when I first jumped in, I found that I was, like, I was just kind of... Going around and I did. I was like, "This is odd," you know. Like it, it, I've never. I don't think I've ever played a game in which gravity or momentum played no part whatsoever. Yeah, it, it is. It is very strange. So your ship has multiple attacks. Okay, and then we'll get into what you're shooting at. Um, I took your advice that I read and used the game pad. Good move. Gamepad lets you do two great things. Well, one, it's gamepad. Two, it lets you rotate with the other button through your multiple missile weapons. Mm -hmm. Now, you've got a basic plain Jane shooter, all right, your weapon, which you can augment and upgrade, all right? Uh, you also have a secondary weapon, and to use the secondary weapon, you hold your fire button down uh, for a, a certain amount of time, and that weapon will fire whatever it is. It's, they've got an interesting dynamic at the bottom of the screen uh, where the weapon that you've got armed is listed. Whenever you hold that button down, you'll see two triangles start going, like, growing. Mm -hmm. And when they meet in the middle at the point, that's when the weapon goes off. So that means you know, if okay, I'm holding it too long. It doesn't take long for them to come out. You'll, you will many, many times accidentally fire right. your weapon. I found that to be mostly eye candy and useless. Because they uh, try, yeah. I mean, it's it's nice that they put that in there. What yeah. would have been nicer is if a you made the timer longer because yeah. you will fire your weapons accidentally all the time. All the time. Or b just employed maybe that second button to fire the other weapon and maybe down and the second button to switch your weapons. Or you could tap the first button, or maybe tap the second button to switch between the weapons and. Hold it to fire. Right. I don't know what you could do. Something How about like three that. buttons would yeah. be another good yeah. option. Get out the Mega Drive. But at least they gave it a whirl. Right. You know? So in this game, this game is divided into... Uh, it's five, it, it's, right? It's five huge, and I mean huge, underwater levels. Uh, and now, when I say huge boat, 
I mean, the biggest levels, they're monster Monstrous. levels. And they're like mazes. Yeah. And you get a look at them occasionally when you come across... Uh, there are various weapons crates, or crates in general, that are scrambled around the maze. And when you blow one up and get it, sometimes you'll get the scanner activation one, and it will show you the map. And when you look at the map, you can just sit there in awe. You because just, you look at it like, how am I going to get there? This was my face when the map came up. Yeah. <laughs> this is the mother of all long levels. Yeah. And we and you have complained about this for years. However, this, this game... game this game makes Yojo looks like Super Mario Brothers. Right. But this game, is, I'm not going to say it pulls it off. But it could have been much worse. Yes. If you had another character in the game. There's there's lots of reasons why this could have been done worse. and uh, it, But it, it, like you said, it pulls it off. Yeah. Um, as you go through the... And I'm, mostly what I played was the first level. There's a... By the way, there's a cheat, allegedly, that I could never get to work. Did you get to see any... Did you get to go play any of the other levels? I never... I just watched the playthrough for... I made... I'll tell you exactly... I'll tell you right now how far I made it. All right. At the end of the first level... There are the you have to go through this corridor where these guys are going like this. Yeah. And then once you get through that, you get to the boss. Yeah. Okay. I knew the, I was the at the end. Crab. I yeah. knew I was at the end because I looked at the I had a map on my phone and I was looking at my phone and oh, playing. Oh yeah, I saw okay? the map. So yeah. maybe I cheated. I don't know. That's okay. But I could not make it through those things without dying. And I left and it was it took me so long to get there. There's no checkpoints in this game. Yeah, what you, well, need to you do is you, that you hit the old what would you put the mister? Yeah. Hey, you're boned on there. Yeah. We need to get some save states in the mister. Yeah, there. we do. I played this in Amiga Fever specifically because of save states. Good move. Good so, move. So uh Boat mentioned it at the end of these levels, and the levels, you don't just go through the level. Okay, for example, I sat forever on the first level. I couldn't figure out where to go. Well, one thing you'll learn quickly is you need to be very uh, spin-thrift with your secondary weapons because there are often obstacles that you can't go through unless the, unless you can blow them with that secondary weapon. Barrels, that mines. is That is the game. The game is not really... None of the enemies are particularly devious. Uh, they all work they're on. Cheap. They they they're cheap and they come out of nowhere. Yeah, that's yeah. But they all like the, all the mounted weapons fire on set patterns, and there's a, there's a lot of those. Um, and uh, enemies, uh, there's very limited respawning. Also, it is weird enemies. how things respawn. Mm -hmm. So let's say you clear a section of the map. The section of the map you clear could in include guns, things that shoot at you that aren't guns. Uh, creature like uh, other like enemy subs and enemy fish that are mm -hmm. swimming around. Uh, There's uh, plant like and beans. Then missiles, mm -hmm. right? You can blow all this stuff away, and when you go back to that area, you'll go through it three or four times with no problem. But on a rare occasion, for some reason, a missile will be back, right? Or uh, and, an enemy sub will be there. And this game, part of my, my, my biggest complaint about this game, and I guess they, they sort of programmed it this way because there's no momentum of gravity, but like sometimes I'd be like, man, I just need to take a look at this map for a second. Yeah. And the minute you stay still, that's where the random fish or the random yeah. sub will come out of nowhere. Yeah. And, then, and it won't just like shoot at you and drive away. It will repeatedly ram its body into you over and over yeah. until we you die. We should probably talk about that. So in this game, you have uh, a health meter. Mm -hmm. And you get a de what I would consider a fairly de substantial yeah. amount of health. Health However, is very fair. Health in this game isn't like, uh, say, Contra or something <laughs> where you get hit, knocked back. If, well, uh, if you, Contra is one hit kill, so we shouldn't you, say that. Okay, if you hit, if you roll your ship into a mine, okay, 
You don't go, ow! He goes, and you just see your health go, and you're gone. That's the end. It's one of those gimmicks. That's right. And so when one of the bad guys just rolls over you, you're done. It's it's not a drive-by, it's a drive-through. Right. So the thing about this game is this is a puzzle, really, I consider this to be a puzzle game with action elements. Because the real challenge of this game is, A, finding the ammo crates. They're actually barrels to replenish your special ammunition. Yeah. And then, two, finding, figuring out the best special ammunition you can use to blast your way through the various types of barricades that keep you from progressing through the levels. Yeah. The, that, and that first part's key because I didn't know I could blow up uh, any anything, you know, and so... I was stuck on the first level. I was baffled. I mean, I again, this is much like when I was playing Bamboozle. I was just like, man, I can't get off the first level. I suck. I had to watch a play through that. I saw the guy shoot a bunch of bear. I was like, oh, I didn't mm-hmm. know you could do that. And then you're in a different area. You're right. And there are generators you have to go through and blow away. Yeah, so I think there's four generators you have to destroy before the uh, there's sort of like an electric fence that becomes uh, not functional, then you can yeah. drive through it. Um, the, again, we this game does have different levels that have a different look with different bad guys. Uh, the first one's the defense complex. The, the end boss is a big metal crab. Then you've got what's called the flooded mine. At the, at the end of that one, you fight a giant seahorse that's like a dragon, sort of. Then you've got the core. At the end of that, when you fight this like big metal ship that shoots torpedoes, fourth one is called Undersea Caverns. This one's pretty cool. You fight this like robotic eyeball that's on one side of the screen, and on on the top and the bottom of the screen, are these two guys that slide around shooting. It's kind of cool. And then when you blow the eyeball away, a metal dragon worm comes out. You got to kill him. Listen, I like that a lot. That's what happens. Yeah. I, that would be your favorite. <laughs> yeah. And then the last one, you fight an alien and her, uh, you know, and I mean the old Giger special. Mm-hmm. You got to get the Giger it up. That's right. You know, and then you've got the alien. She throws babies at you. As, they, <laughs> as, they as do. they're known to do. Uh, so, uh, but so, um, these five levels, you're going to think to yourself, oh, five levels, not, that seems pretty short. New. No. It'll take you forever to get yeah. through them. And if you get all the way through them, I would be very impressed. Um, the size of this game's impressive. The graphical, uh, listen, we're talking about a PD game here. By the way, I meant to lead the show with this. I forgot. I used to dread these PD weeks. I mean, I, we used to hate them mm-hmm. because the PD games we played were like, oh, man. Right. But something happened over the years, and it's become quickly become one of my favorite weeks on Amiga. A lot of times, these games are really good. And this is just another example of a game that if you told me, like, Amiga wearing this week you're playing Aquanaut released by, like, I don't know, Core Design or whatever, but like, all right, yeah. And I would have not said a word about this it. This could have been a psychosis game, and may, there are no changes except maybe they would have made it harder. They would have made it, well. It, it needs it desperately needs in-game music. Oh yes, that's by far the worst. That's the of worst this game. thing this yeah. game does. It's yeah. not. I mean, it's got it's got backgrounds. It's got parallax. Cool parallax. The the graphics are good. It's not as it's not as random and goofy. Like this is way better than Blood Money for me. Oh yeah, but Blood Money's got the awesome opening. Don't right. get me wrong, but I'm talking about like it. The stuff that attacks you in this is, it seems a little less. It's more benign, abstract, yeah, and more like like something trying to prevent you from doing yeah. things. The game is cheap, as we mentioned. Like stuff will shoot you off screen. I hate I hate that. Uh, your secondary weapons are. Interesting. You've got a couple that basically drop little like bomblets. There's one that bounces uh, little like shots around. Then there's missiles, stuff like that. Then you can also augment your main gun to make it a better gun. 
but uh, um, the levels, like I said, they're mostly different looking. You know, I can't hold them. It runs on uh, it runs on a real Amiga with one meg of RAM, so it doesn't have like it's not ludicrous what mm -hmm. you're asking for. And it's a unlike say something like a, a Blood Money or or uh, you know I'm trying like other games like this is a thinking man's exploration slow game. This is a game. Hey, everybody in Europe, they love to explore, right? This is your game. Yeah, right and here. another thing that we didn't mention that is great: no time limit. No time limit. So yeah. you. And by the way, if they'd put a time limit in this, I would have shot myself. Yeah. Also, you never would have made it. I really like each one of the different missiles has a very unique. It's very unique, yeah. and it's fun seeing you know experimenting what does what. Right. I found that if you fully explore the level, you end up with more than enough of whatever you need. It's only when you're trying to speed run it and try and get through it, you really have to be more careful yeah. about the number of am uh, the, the kind of ammo that you use. But I, you know, this is this is this is a good game. The biggest problem is that there's no in-game music. Yeah. That, well, is this a game that's fun? That, I, I mean, think it real is. Fun. I think it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, um, the, the way they've got the movement set up, you sort of had to make the get the levels long. Yeah. All right. So that's the, so normally me and Bo would be dropping the big elbow on that, but in this kind of game. The game is the exploration. Right. The game is making sure you've got weapons in the right spot. The game is figuring out where you can go. If you're easily frustrated by these sorts of games like me, you may... I mean, thank God for the internet so you can get a little help. Mm -hmm. but, and I got some. And if it hadn't been for the internet... Oh, actually, no. The biggest problem with this game is they give you these map points. Here's what they should have done. You get to the map point and it says you found the map. Then from then on out, you press the M key and the map comes up. Yeah. If they would have done that, this game would have been, I would have given this game top marks. Even, I mean, listen, we're really going off, but an on-screen map would not Well, be I mean, the, the problem is, is where are you going to put it? Right. They, I but, but, I mean, they have, they built the map in. Yeah. They did all the hard work. They should have, like, once you find it, you should be able to access it from any point. The, but, the, and, and the thing is, it, this looks like a shoot-em-up, but like you said, it's, it's, it's more akin to a puzzle. It's a puzzle it, exploration game, yeah. But it's a, it's different. Yeah, And for it's a different. PD game, I thought it was gangbusters. Absolutely. I uh, looked at some reviews on this thing, but there weren't a ton out there. Did you say this guy went on to do anything else? The uh, programmer? He gave, I think he just pretty much stopped programming. Okay. Now, I don't have anything aside from the C64 and... I mean, he may have done that, but I don't have it on here. Okay. Um, Lemon gave this a 7.26. Not bad uh, for a game like this. Uh, this had two reviews that I found. Uh, Amiga Power gave this four out of five vote, and uh, this this scored very highly in the magazines. Uh, the, uh, the one gave us a ninety three, which yeah, that, now, now, I like that's your lead. You got to remember this is ninety five, and they're like, please buy Amiga games so now, we can well, continue can publishing our magazine. Yeah, you're you're not totally wholly wrong there. Uh, did we get any Discord action on this? We thing, did. Bo? We got one review this week from stalwart reviewer uh, Pajaco sixty five oh two. He says, Crumbs, it's Friday again. I've not played anywhere near as much of this as I would have liked to. This game has top-notch graphics and audio. The intro tune is pretty banging, and it's a shame we can't have this in the game. Having seen some of the games that were commercially released back in the day, I'm amazed this wasn't among them. Yes, it lived in that strange world between public domain and commercial games, but we couldn't get this in the shops, which is a shame because we should have. 
This seems to draw from the likes of Cybernoid and does it very well. But unless I'm missing something, I got trapped a couple of times having run out of special weapons, no clear way to, uh, no way to clear certain obstacles from my path, and no way of killing myself. I had to backtrack to find some way of buying the farm to refresh my special weapons and then go all the way back to where I was again. And for me, this was a bit of a buzzkill in what is otherwise a fantastic and fun exploration and blowing stuff up game. But check this one out. It's great. And just keep those special weapons for when you really need them. 7 out of 10. Yeah, I, I would say that's in line with the way I looked at it. Hey, you got to give the, uh, you gotta give the uh, people at the Game Selection Committee credit. They've dug out. And I, I saw what Pixel said. I like all the PD games. Hey, what can I tell you? If they're a good game, I'm down. And by the way, I've never been a big PD guy. You know, but hey, we played some fun. You know, we've, we've got lucky early on. And most of the time... We end up, they come up with some good stuff for yeah. us. And I think this one's absolutely one that everyone out there should give a whirl. That was Aqua Knot. Are you a sketchy tech? Do you have the right tools for the job? Have there been incidents? Next time, don't try to fix it yourself. Send your broken Amiga to Retro Rewind. Get a full diagnostic, a reasonable estimate, and the peace of mind knowing that your machine is in the hands of real technicians with decades of experience and cutting-edge repair equipment. Save 10% off your repair with the promo code AMIGOS10. Thank you to RetroRewind.ca for supporting this episode. All right, Aaron, a couple of big news stories this week. First, we got a new game to play on the Amiga. This is a game called Game.x. 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 Is there a certain X uh, guy that's behind this game? <laughs> well, this is this is a game that is, is sort of obscure, according to Neil over at Indie Retro News. All right. This was originally a Sharp X68000 game. Oh, okay. Okay, so Japanese. This was originally released... In 1990, by an outfit called Kuganuma Soft. My favorite. Kuganuma Soft. Uh, there were some comments below here. <clears throat> it says that uh, this is a, a equivalent to an indie or homebrew title in yeah. Japan. Uh, and so these were uh, originally given away across the, the BBSs in Japan back in the day. Uh, there is a video here of uh, Game X from who else but Cyberman. And uh, this one looks good. You know, it is a. Uh, it, it looks sort of like an R type, but it doesn't have the. Uh, it doesn't have the corridors, which I'm okay with. I always hate running into the sides of the cave walls. We suck at R type, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, but I mean, there's definitely a lot of stuff going on on the screen, uh, and uh, there are plenty of special weapons. So uh, I'm looking forward to trying this one out. Uh, looks like it is uh, available and ready to go. There is a link to uh, a place called Hitchhiker Softworks. Uh, and uh, you can find uh, not only does he have a port of Game X, but he also has a port of the early role-playing game Dragon Slayer. However, not the Dragon Slayer that was on the Coco. This is a different is one. based on the movie? Uh, uh, un uncertain. Uncertain. It's another Sharp X68000 port. Very good. But that, look, that game looks pretty good. It, you got a little bit of... Uh Alcon, like a sideways Alcon there. That was a busy-looking shooter. Right absolutely, there. absolutely. 
All right, Aaron, our next story is a video that was posted on our Discord. I don't know if this is a particularly new video, but uh, it is one that uh, I guess is from four weeks ago, so it is relatively new. new. <laughs> this is a chronological history of Amiga OS, okay? Yeah. Uh, some people, not me, really get into the history of the Amiga operating system. Who doesn't? Um, but, you know, this guy, I watched a little bit of this before uh, falling quickly asleep. Ha! And uh, and it, it, he does. It's a very in-depth look at what each new operating system brought to the table. He goes all the way into the new the newest operating system, OS 4, and, and so on. So uh, if you are interested in checking that out, check out ProTech-CBN, his channel, The Chronological History of Amiga OS. Interesting. That might be that would be an interesting thing to learn. You know, just to learn that's a learning it's video. It's a learning right video, there. right. Speaking of a learning video, Aaron, Oh yes. There is a little interview you did with one of the biggest names in Amiga history, <laughs> Doug Sharp. He'll love hearing from that. From Cinemaware. You had a sit down, hour long conversation with Doug about his programming history and of course his Magnum opus, King of Chicago. You know, I don't do interviews all that often, but as you know, but uh, I couldn't say no to this bad boy because I mean, it literally fell in our laps mm -hmm. uh, when Doug when Doug commented on one of our videos, and, um, and he's a real nice guy. I talked to him on email a lot before we actually had the interview. Really, really enjoyed this one, Doug. All I had to do was wind him up and turn him loose. He's got he's got stories for days. He knows his stuff. You got to think. I was thinking about how long ago. That he made uh, King of Chicago, which is '85. So you're looking at almost 40 years of uh, uh, ago in this stuff. Which is, I mean, if you think about that, man, it's brutal. It's brutal to feel that old. Mm -hmm. But I mean, just the the recall. The recall I mean, do you know what you were doing 40 years ago? Not being born. Oh yeah. Oh, oh no. Give I me mean, a break. I, I, I was I was two. Yeah. I was two. Well, I know what I was doing, <laughs> I, I, but I don't remember what it was. Like Doug. Doug's got a real good recall. Doug even brought out the uh, clay figurines. From the uh, old uh, Mac game that he molded, I couldn't believe that <laughs> he had lots of good insight, including mentioning uh, the uh, about talking about the Commodore Report of King of Chicago, dealing with Cinemaware, sort of the birth. He was at the birth of Cinemaware, uh, and so he know he had his choice of games. He could have done SDI, he could have done uh, Sinbad, he could have even done Defender of the Crown. You know, they gave him the choice, and he said of the four, he chose. Gangsters. That was the one he chose. So, I mean, if you think about that, it's quite remarkable. They had these games lined up. I asked him about this, how, how to you know, send them where's distribution plans, what they had on. I really enjoyed uh, talking with uh, Doug. I was very gratified to know that he agreed with me about the ledger, too. Yeah, so. he, uh, <laughs> he did. And yeah. I put the ledger over. I know. You put it over. So. He also he told me his next game involves... It's called King of Honolulu. It involves having a grappling hook that runs from the Statue of Liberty to the top of the pyramid at the Louvre. <laughs> so clearly, he went back and watched our shows. He also he also mentioned how funny it was. He thought it was, and we talked about people dying, which it is. <laughs> it is funny. It, it is, is funny. hilarious. So I really enjoyed that. So if you want to see me uh, speak with a legendary guy, uh, go and check this out. You know, it's. Uh, um, I told Bo, we do a lot of, we do a ludicrous amount of videos over the years. But every once in a while we do one that I think sort of, uh, like, I feel like that I'm doing something for the community as opposed to just screwing around. Listen. And that's what I thought you this did one both, was. both, brother. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Good point, Bode. That's a valid point. <laughs> but yeah, check it out. It was fun. And thanks to Doug for uh, for helping us out. By the way, Doug's got a new project, uh, which we also talked about in that. And all the details are in the uh, show notes on that, Bode. Awesome, awesome. Now, Aaron, our next story is about uh, there's a chiptune showcase that goes on every year over at uh, CRX. Commodore Retro Expo, Expo. Yeah. This Friday, October 13th and 14th, Bitscape 2023 will be streaming a Ooh. music showcase of Commodore chiptune performances directly to your computer. This is the fourth annual event, and as you can see, there are representatives from all over the world, including West Virginia. Awesome. They're, Tell us about that. There's a chiptune duo known only as Lab Rat Warfare that blend, according to them, blend retro and modern to create the music of the future. Ooh, did we, did we, have we been in contact with these guys before? You might be thinking of Steel Rat. No, and I know Steel Rat, I know him, but <laughs> it seems like there, somewhere around Boat Fest, this was... Someone brought this crew to my attention at some point. I don't know. Maybe they were at Boot Fest. There See, were a million people there. This about with a 40-year-old memory. Like, I can't remember several <laughs> months ago. So, but yeah, good for them. I'm going to be checking them out. Hey, we, we, maybe we need to add a musical component to Boat Fest next year. Get the dance hall open, Boat. <laughs> and finally, Aaron, finally, we have, uh, uh, you know, every once in a while... I like to throw caution to the wind and open the wallet and just start throwing out $100 bills into the computer. When does that start? Okay. Well, it happened this week when I took out the credit card and booked a trip to England. Oh, I see. Okay. So uh, I decided, since I was unable to travel to England uh, this summer as I planned to, Yeah. now that uh, the fall is upon us and ticket prices have gone down somewhat, uh, I will be uh, heading over to uh, Jolly Old England for the first time in uh, about 15 years. Wow. About 15 years since I last set foot in England. Uh, I will be uh, in London to, uh, and actually in Essex rather, uh, working with the band over there, the Brentwood Imperial Youth Band. Oh, uh, Imperial. Then I, yeah, then I'm gonna be heading up to Cambridge and uh, seeing all of the, uh, the J.R.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis sites. Cool. And then it's all the way over to the Mecca to Stroud, Aaron. Stroud. Uh -huh. Yeah. Home of the cave and home of the Neil. Oh, the Neil. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we are going to be doing over there a special Amigos Day at the cave. This is Sunday, November 26th. Uh, you can join me, Neil, and a cast of thousands uh, over at the cave for a day. We're going to tape a live Amigos over there. We're hoping that you will be able to stream yourself in on Big Telly. Also, I'll make it in there somehow. And uh, and uh, we will. Uh, there will be Sabuto. We're gonna get that. You're there, kidding? No, me. we're going to play Sabuto no matter what. Okay, even I if we have that. to play it on the floor. Because yeah, Neil's got plenty of big tables. That's right. There. That's right. Uh, there, of course, there'll be the, the usual amount of gaming and everything. And if you're feeling froggy, you can join us on Saturday. On Saturday, we're going to Burton on the Water. Okay, yeah. in the, in the heart of the Cotswolds, we're going to go see a model village. Scale model village outdoor. You yeah. walk around the buildings and stuff. When you say scale, you don't mean the village. You mean a like 
not the prisoner village. Not, not the no, there. not that village. Oh, too bad. Now uh, that would be. I'd be on board for that. There's there's a there's a hedge maze we oh, can get lost in. The, the the village has a hedge maze. That's right. The village has a hedge maze, and we're going to something called the motoring and toy museum. It's a combination car and toy museum. Wow, weird. Yeah. Weird. This sounds good. Yeah. Like you're gonna have access when you go to the cave. You're gonna be. You're gonna be doing the arcade. You're gonna be doing the whole. Everything is gonna be open and ready for your no enjoyment. Kidding. Actually, I don't know if that's true. I don't know how <laughs> how, how Neil out works. You're now the cave. I don't know how it works with the arcade. It's interesting that now, because uh, you and Neil were a long time uh, partners there on the uh, This Week in Retro. How long were you on that show? A couple years. I Neil and I started This Week in Retro uh, in November. No, October of 2020. And I was on it for almost all of 2021. So you, a year, a little over a year. Yeah, year we did now. 50 episodes. And so, and but you've never ever met in person. Never, never even met if, in person. If, even because you've been to Ireland. I was, well, I was supposed to go to Ireland last year and meet him. Yeah, and yeah. But you know what yeah, happened yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. Oh so. yeah, man, what a disaster that was. Let's hope that doesn't happen again. Right. Because right. in case you don't remember, boat. They had one glitch in our airline system. A boat was out. That was it. Pixels of Dawn confirms it. The arcade will be open, and everything will be accessible to all. Beautiful, beautiful. So, so let me get this straight, Boat. Uh, you're you're appearing at the cave. You're the guest of honor, the King Dawn, and people can come visit the cave. They get a cave, the normal cave stuff. Mm-hmm. Plus, they get to experience the boat. Plus, they get to experience you and Neil. Hosting Amiga. Correct. What a deal. What a deal. What a deal. Plus, it includes the the, the purchase price, I think, is 20 pounds. 20 or 25. It includes a buffet lunch. And then when we close the cave... You're kidding. Ba- no, I'm serious. What kind of... A buffet? A buffet lunch. How much is 20 pounds these days? About 22 bucks? Yeah. It's a steal, man. That is a good deal. It's a steal. And then afterwards, we close the cave down, and then it's pub time, baby. There's no way we can offer a meet, a meet and greet with the boat and a buffet in Hurricane for that price. No, That's no. a 0% I'm chance. way too expensive for Unless, that. Unless, I mean, even Biscuit World can <laughs> pull that trick. Well, that sounds good, boat. How, do you have any tickets he's going to sell for this thing? Is oh, there, a, is there a top I, I end? believe there is a top end, but I am not sure what the top end is. So if you want your ticket, book early and book often. Whatever you said, actually activated Alexa. Listen, Alexa wants in. She's trying to book a ticket right now. Alexa, stop. There we go. So yeah, that sounds good, Boat. I'm sure that'll be a lot of fun. Man, I bet you're really super excited, eh? Absolutely. And that's going to do it for the news this week, Aaron. What's been going on on the YouTube channel? Well, you know, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to mention one more uh, bit of, I think, in, in, intriguing news. Yes, please but do. But when did we start our YouTube channel? 2015. 2015. So we've been at it for going on our ninth year. Yeah. Is that right? We have, by hook or by crook, we have finally managed to have our first 100,000 hit video. That's an astounding number of it people. It went over the top. You know, some of these suckers, they get a, I mean, some of these geeks, some of these weirdos, they get a million views like that. Without even trying. You know, they're, they're just laying they're on like, their couch. I'm going to react to like some, some goats. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, can, I love goats. I'm yeah. Like, but I mean, we. I love reacting. No one cares about our reactions. That's ev- and the thing is, your reactions are the best. <laughs> you know. By the way, I, I forgot to mention this on the Neil poster that you had. You know, I saw the patented boat this week in retro baloney poses. <laughs> Listen, on there. Those are the gifts that keep on giving. <laughs> I bet you should have slid that one, and I've got you holding the knife. That would have been great. But anyways, we did in fact have our first one hundred thousand hit video. Yes, and what is it? 
Uh, it was our episode about the McDonald's game. That's right, Global Gladiators. Global Gladiators. And I think we might get another one before the year's out. It's possible. So we're about, we're, we're doing okay. Yeah. And we appreciate everybody uh, uh, for, uh, you know, gosh, hanging around with us for so long. You know, we're trying to get better. And absolutely. So hopefully that's a sign of, uh, of acceptance. I yes, yes, it. absolutely. So thank you all for watching. And uh, what about the Atari ST show this past week? The Atari ST show was uh, quite a, quite an adventure this time around with Bomboozle. It was mine and Brent's first go-around on the ST show. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, we got to uh, sort of dip Brent's toe in the pool, Bamboozle, and the Atari ST. Uh, and now we've got Brent set up pretty well for, for the ST going forward. Uh, this weekend we'll be back at it with... Uh, uh, ARG presents. We're doing good FMV games, and then we'll be kicking back into R. Sinclair uh, after that. So I like the rotation; it's a lot of fun. And uh, all right, and so hopefully you join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. Boat. Yes. All right, Aaron. What are we playing next? Nope. Did I forget something? Did no, I forget? no, okay. you're fine. But I want to mention okay that I know what we're playing next week. I'm so happy. I took. A, I don't usually do a sneak peek, but I had a sneak peek. Let's find out, everybody. Because this is, if I had to pick Boat's all-time favorite game, bam. This is our retro, or what, what do we call these? Second look. Second look episode. And I'm so happy because we're going to be playing Gods. And you, you have to promise me that you're going to look, come into this with an open mind. Listen. And you know, listen, now I've, I've played all these second look games and with an open mind. Even if I didn't like it the first time around. And you've been a, you've hated, you've hated Gods for years. You've always mocked the Big Bad Brothers. But I don't think you've really sat down and tried to enjoy yourself. And you've got to promise me you're going to try. I promise you I will sit down with gods this week with an open mind. Every time you do a show with me, you sit down with a god, brother. Ha, ha, ha. That's good. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. That's the only joke I got. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you, as always, for listening. Patreon.com slash Amigos Podcast. If you want to join our community, yeah. leave us a review for us to read on the air for gods. We will see you next week. And until then... Adios. Amigos is made possible by contributions from listeners like you. Patreon supporters help choose the games we play, receive exclusive magnets, and get access to the Amigos Retro Gaming Discord server. Visit patreon.com slash amigos podcast if you'd like to support the show and join our community.